Did you know that this show is 100% listener-sponsored? If you would like to help sponsor the show and become a vital part in producing it, please consider joining Hero Hero or Patreon. What's the difference between those, you might ask yourself? Let me tell you. Patreon is your more classic experience. There's levels. You can join at a dollar, two dollars, all the way up to $35. You get different stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But if you want to join Hero Hero, everyone pays the same amount. Everyone gets the exact same thing. $8 a month locked in for life. So even if we raise it, you're not going to pay more than $8. And the difference between Hero Hero and Patreon is that with Patreon, you get merch. With Hero Hero, you don't, but you get all the stuff we offer you. Yes. Like what, Dennis? Well, you get our monthly vlog called The Lost Tapes, where we go around and visit different places and have different experiences together. You get ad-free episodes of The Check-In. You get Checking In With, our bonus podcast, where we interview different people. There's hours and hours and hours hours of content. You also get movie commentary once a month. And there's like 10 of them up there now. Yeah. My favorite thing, and I think the thing that you are getting the most value from is the live shows. Yo, We record this podcast live twice a month and we do it with a live chat. We sit and talk to our live chat for much longer than we probably should. <laughs> yes. It takes us two to three hours to record an episode. And you see how long these episodes are. They're not two to three hours. No. We have so much fun. It's a community. We all talk to each other. And it really is such a high value piece of this whole project. Yes. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com slash Dennis Callow, my name, our Patreon, or herohero.co slash Bethany Watson and Dennis Callow and join today and help support the show. That's patreon.com slash Dennis Callow or herohero.co slash Bethany Watson and Dennis Callow. Consider joining today, won't you? Links are in the show notes if that seems like a mouthful. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all having a great holiday break. Or maybe you haven't even, you're not even on holiday break yet. But anyway, this is Dennis of the check in, and I am very excited to present to you the first time Bethany and I met. Uh, December is our anniversary. We met on uh, December, I don't know what, what day did we meet? The fourth. The fourth. Uh, <laughs> so you always have to check in with your spouse to make sure you're not making a mistake. Anyway, uh, this is the episode of my former podcast, The Carrie Allen Picture Show. And uh, this is Bethany and I meeting for the very first time in 2018. Pretty crazy. And uh, we wanted to share that with you. So, hey, everyone, happy holidays. Enjoy your break. And we will see you or hear you or you'll hear us. Whatever. Something's going to happen in 2024 where we'll all be together again. Have a wonderful holiday time. Do, 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 do. This way, if you want to make there's no if so, there's no there you go. Now we can see each other exactly. That's why I got these things. I like it. Can can my headphones be turned down a little bit, or does that turn down your whole master? No, it's fine. Is that that. better? That's great. That's way better. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've already hit record. Oh, here we are. So I like we could just we don't. It's not like oh, we're starting. We don't have to like. There's nothing official about something up or anything. No. Okay. The only thing that we have to set up is Saved by the Bell. Yeah. So okay, and Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, those aren't around anymore. 
isn't wasn't that depressing? Like that was like this is a touch lamp too. So I oh I do God. this and I'm like, what the fuck? And I move my short. hands. I know that's what everyone thinks. They're like, did this? Did your mixer things fancy? Yeah, no, it's just a touch lamp. No, yeah, it's just. It's a, did we have a blackout, a brownout? Uh-huh. You know? Touch lamps have hurt me in the past because I didn't know. <laughs> How do you that get hurt by a touch lamp? Because I just I've had enough in my life that I now if I'm in a strange home, I assume their lamps must be touch lamps. And right. So then I find myself just touching the lamps to try to turn them off and then it's like no it's not it's turned off from that light switch over there but it's a master light switch where this other light switch has to be turned on for this one to work or it's not that at all it's just a normal clicky like in the old days and now it's you know 45 seconds into me just trying to get more light so touch (laughs) lamps stress me out it's like a compulsion like you just got to go around and touch everything everything (laughs) everything i know i'm the same way (laughs) do you ever go into someone's house and just arrange things yes i do that all the time (laughs) they don't like it no no like what are you doing i'm like i'm just making things better just zhuzhin just improving that this isn't for you this is totally for me like this has nothing to do with you yeah i once learned as a at a young age that if you straighten someone's photo on their wall it's offensive like they get hurt by that they get really hurt yeah but i I just saw like a crooked picture and and some of them like it that way yeah like they're like no i don't want everything to be perfect and i'm like but that will drive me Mm -hmm. a person like me who's like everything needs to be straight yeah insane and i see this in your living space because your living space is stunning. You live Thanks. in you live in like a, a catalog Thank apartment. You. I don't live in squalor. Sti- no, and no. It, but they like it has style. Like one of your walls outside is green. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's gorgeous, but it's very clean. Thank you. Yes, I'm I'm very clean, which is odd because then I had the warts. Yeah, and I'm like, and I asked my doctor. Though I talk about it openly on the show. Yeah, it's, a, it's an arc. These you, warts, the warts have been are, an arc. It's people like a uh, through line. Well, because I I I feel ashamed, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, no, don't be ashamed. No, don't I'm not going to be ashamed of my mm-hmm. warts. No, it's not a sign of like not cleanliness. <laughs> That's the thing I said, and it was oh my god. There's well, I don't want to go into me. I want to go into. I want to talk to you. <laughs> I want to go into you. Oh, that was I know. I caught myself on that <laughs> I'm one. Impressed. Well done. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, the more you podcast and you listen back to yourself, yeah. Like I try not to, but I edit everything. Like I don't have an assistant or a producer. Like yeah. I basically do everything myself. So I'm editing all the shows. And I'm listening back to them, and I'm like, Dennis, you're an idiot. Like, yeah, you need to you, let the guests talk. You hear it all. You hear all your vocal tics. You hear all of your uh, your fill words that you use to try and let your brain think. Yeah. yeah. Mine is, oh. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's a kind of, oh. And I don't even, I leave it in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, there's no way I'm editing out every single fucking one of those. Because it would sound bad. Right. And, you know, you, we were talking about Anya, and that's how we know each other. Yeah. So, welcome. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You can me. use the official mug if you want. I do clean them. <gasps> do you have merch? <laughs> do you sell these, or is it just I can for... Get, I could start selling them. These are amazing. I'd buy Aren't one. Aren't they cool? Yeah. Would you buy one, really? I totally would buy one for for an acceptable price, but as uh, long yeah, as I, I mean, know like that a, you're getting a decent percentage of it. I probably would just sell it on my... Like, I do everything on my own. I don't know how you are as an artist. How are you as an artist? Like, are you um, like an, are you a DIYer or are you like a... Yeah, I'm a yeah. DIYer. I, cause, only because I don't have the budget to not be a DIYer. Like, right. you know, so I, I recently left my job to like pursue acting and producing and writing full time. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's sort of taking a step it's a lateral move I think at first because you are you're like creating it all yourself and figuring it out yourself and I'm lucky enough to have people around me like Jonathan Sosis and Anya who are kind of also trying to claw together this project and 
you know. Now, when you say job, what kind of job? Were you doing something in the arts or? Yes. Well, I, I worked in radio, so I did radio oh my for, God. yeah. So, um, you like these mics? I love these mics. <laughs> these are, no. And these I'm, are the best microphones ever made. They're amazing. Um, yeah. Because I, I have a podcast too, and we don't have a setup like this at all. I mean, it's we, so easy to it's do. Just, but it's these, it's these arms that are so nice because they pick the mic up off the ground, and you so could you like move it around. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different height. Yeah, these are great. I had when I first started, I had everything on books. I was using <laughs> condenser mics. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's picking up the whole room. I was yeah. in the living room, and then I was like, "This, what? The, why is this not?" Yeah, it's driving me crazy. We had siren. You know, our last episode had a siren in it. I still get a little yeah. bit. I still get a little bit of bleed from the street, but There's I don't mind that. Do. I listen to Marin, and I'm like, he's got <laughs> planes. Yeah. Fucking, you know, sometimes in the early episodes, you could hear workers outside like talking. What so can you do? Weed whackers. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's fine. And people, I think people like that. I mean, we yeah. call our studio kitchen studio NYC because it is in my kitchen, and I think that every once in a while, like I will hit a pot with my leg, and people right. know it's a pot, and I think that there's right. something. You know, it's like, welcome into our home. Welcome yeah. to my kitchen. You're yeah. sitting with us and we're all talking. I think there's something nice about that. So now, were you producing in radio? Mm-hmm. Like, what were you doing? What was going on in I radio? I was on the air. So I did... You were um, on-air personality. Yeah, so that's I did... a great a, vocal mic edit... Uh, oh, edit, thank you. Uh, etiquette? Etiquette, that's the word I was... M- mic etiquette? Yeah. Mic etiquette? Mic etiquette? It's tough to say. Mic etiquette? Mic etiquette? Yeah. Here it is, this microphone. And specifically, <laughs> microphones, like some you have to talk past, some you have to talk into. Right. Depending this on This one the, you can just go wherever. This one's just a nice microphone. They're the microphone. best mics, yeah. Um, yeah, so I did, I worked in New York for five years in um, morning radio, and then I worked in Minneapolis for um, four years in morning radio, so. Morning radio is a thing. Sure is. And it's I will, a I, it's a thing. There's like a formula to it. Uh-huh. You've got, what is it? Uh, it's, you've got the two people that are always on the morning show. <laughs> You have like you have like plucky and the dum dum, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yes. noises, the yep. yeah, that and still like goes on, right? It's yeah. I mean, we our show was um our show was abnormal in that we had a lot of people. So you know, my first radio job was more a standard format where it was the host, it was me, the co-host, it was like our producer who would chime in every once in a while, and then it was like the stunt guy. So right. there were four of us. Yeah. Um, here it was. You know, the host, myself and the other co-host, and then like a staff of maybe 15 mm-hmm. and people regularly rotating in and out on the air during the morning. Tons people. of us. I think at one point there was like 20 people total. Wow. Which so, I think is maybe that's why, do you think that's why people are gravitating towards podcasts? Is that why you gravitated towards podcasts? Um, I, I, why did I gravitate towards podcasts? I mean, I think I just like... I like having something on in the background when I'm home. I know. And I don't like listening to music necessarily because I like feeling connected to humanity <laughs> in a way that I don't when I have just like songs playing. It's like the work from home thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it like, is. I yeah. feel like I'm hearing a conversation in an office. Yes. And these are my coworkers. Right. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. that. And, and if it's too quiet, my anxiety then is triggered because oh, then yeah. I start thinking about all the things I'm doing wrong with my life. And so keeping like a podcast on helps me focus my brain a little bit more. I know. I know. No, it's so true. And I try, I listen to a lot of, well, I listen to Marin constantly. Like, yeah. I have, I have a Stitcher premium, so he's got nine years of episodes. Dang. So it's like, I just go and listen yeah. to him constantly. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, it was, I, he was the reason why I started the podcast. Like I was like, I want to do this, but for film people. Yes. Like what he's doing for, well, now he's, going into actors but he, what he did for comedians i was like i know so many uh directors that no one knows yeah. it'd be great to have them on the show and yes. like talk about movies anyway but i know what you mean it's like having co-workers but i, I try to listen to like comedy nothing like self-helpy because then i'm like 
Oh. <laughs> and I'm sitting alone working and like, yeah. oh God. And then it feels like a judgmental coworker. It's yes. Like, are you doing enough? Or like someone like, well, who has. You, I'm doing plenty. I have so many client emails that I got to answer yeah. in my pajamas. I started, there's this, I, I went to, uh, with my podcast co-host Kathleen, we went to the Work It Festival, which was. Uh, What's that? What's the Work It it's, Festival? It's um, a festival, a podcasting festival for, for specifically for women. Um, oh, To great. help women like network and, yeah. you know, it takes the intimidation factor down. Um, but there was a woman who does the podcast, Terrible Thanks for Asking. <laughs> and it's about how she, her husband died of cancer. Like, yeah. when they were very young. Yeah. And so it's her funny but poignant process of like healing yeah. and i and she was so funny when she did her talk at the podcast festival so i listened to one episode of her podcast and it just brought me down and it was too much like it was too real I can't handle this. and it felt like the the coworker who like doesn't have boundaries talking to you at work where yeah. like they're telling you about how their husband died of the cancer like and right off the bat right off the bat like, and i'm hey, like hey how you do are you knew oh so my husband died of yeah, cancer right right it's like what the fuck like yeah, no i, I just i'm not ready login. for that yeah i just need my login yeah like, i heard there were cupcakes in the kitchen <laughs> i that's i yeah. I'm just going for the icing and then I'm leaving. I can't get into this right now. Mm-hmm. I have but a four o'clock meeting. I have a thing. I got but a like, thing. It's an amazing podcast. I'm just not in a place yet where I can listen to it because it's yeah. too it's too real. It's heavy. So I do a lot of like paranormal and serial killer and that kind of stuff. I'm really into that shit. Yeah. And you know, it's weird because like I, <laughs> do you ever like go on a date and you're like, uh, yeah, I'm really into serial killer stuff like right off the Literally bat. Literally last <laughs> night this happened. This Literally happened? last so, night. So could we well, walk me through that experience? So um, I don't know if it was a date. It was like a it was just like a hangout to see if we had any chemistry right um how'd it go i mean i okay. i i am <laughs> not in a place not <laughs> i am not in a place where i can have chemistry right now so i know what you mean yeah i've talked to anya about this yeah so so it was great he's lovely um i just can't have any chemistry with anyone i could meet you know i could meet any of the hollywood chrises and i would have no chemistry with them right now i love but the hollywood chrises they're, they're so handsome but they're he, all, like, all the thors right yeah all the, the thors yeah. and all of yeah. all of the america captain americas and all yeah. of that yeah all they're of the new chrises. bruce willis like they're they the are. new beefcakey bruce willis yeah but but sensitive and 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 feminists and yeah. like just like really good guys yeah. who don't sexually harass anyone yes which is like yay we finally <laughs> got some <laughs> we got some right like yeah yeah yeah, yeah i yeah, like yeah. them a lot that's it's like nice that they are handsome and don't you know make women feel like shit yeah i mean as far yeah. as we know as far as i look they've all had a good run like they're like <laughs> yeah. doing they're they're steering clear of everything i yes every time i see a, a male actor producer director trending on twitter i get really nervous now because yeah, it's like oh no not like when, you when tom hanks was trending and it was just because people were saying how good he was he's like, he's <laughs> he wrote me a fucking letter he did he i typed him a letter but and I sent it to the Playtone PO box, and I and, and this was like la- January of last of like well, January oh, of two thousand twenty eighteen. Okay, and then and and so we did the year is going by. I forgot about it, mm-hmm. and I come back from a trip, and there's this handwritten thing from California. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I thought it was like a, an acceptance to a, a film festival because sure. sometimes they're cute and they'll. T- and I open it up and I see Playtone at the top and I'm like, yeah. like I dropped the letter because I wrote a letter. I forgot. Yeah, I, like, I wrote I it. I totally fucking forgot about this. <laughs> I, I also I'll show it to you afterwards. Yeah. I read it on one of the episodes. It's it's he's just this like I'm like this man. That's who, what I want to be like if I can if I I don't know if I, I don't know Hanksian level if you can get to that level because he's just like. To me, he's like the last of like the Jimmy Stewarts. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I don't. I feel like we're in a different age, and maybe this is a good topic to to touch on. 
do you don't you feel like it's different now like yeah. there are so many famous people that you just got to kind of find your corner of the internet or the world and just and and be in that corner yeah you know what i mean like it's so like we have the chrises right yeah yeah but i mean even them like i feel like it, it could be fleeting at any moment yeah and, and and i feel like yeah there are so many famous people and because of social media the market is just saturated yeah that, and I also feel like if you do get to a level of like Tom Hanks fame, if you're if you're younger than Tom Hanks, you are expected to be on social media and your fan base expects you to show them everything about your life or they don't feel connected to you. And so that's something that I struggle with is how much of my life do I show while still feeling like I have some privacy back in the day before social media, like back when back in like the Marilyn Monroe days mm. you could have some mystery to you 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 could limit the number of interviews you did so maybe people didn't even really know your real voice very well they just yeah. knew what they saw yeah. and it brought with it a level of mystique and it brought people to the theater to watch you because that's when they got to see you mm-hmm. and now i feel like you don't have to go see my movie or my show because you're just going to go on instagram and like right. it, i feel like it dilutes the art a little bit in it i agree but i also love the connection and i feel like i love being able to talk to people who watch my work and i love being able to network with other actors and directors on social media so it's just really this double-edged sword that i think will be interesting to watch itself play out i'm still trying to fucking figure it out it's, it's i've been really strange from like the beginning yeah and like every day i'm like fuck i gotta post something yeah and i'm like some days i just like this week i'm struggling because I'm, I'm i work so much and it's funny because like a lot of the work that i do with photography and like video work it's like i don't really put like yeah. some some of it some of it's like me photo like like doing boring like lawyers yeah like, exactly and i'm like i'm not gonna post that well i had people saying like oh and, you quit your job to do acting but i haven't seen you do anything i know and I'm and like, I'm like I'm I don't post yeah. I don't post business calls. Like there's nothing to post. Or like a couple weeks ago I was literally just doing BG on a movie, but right. I was doing 15-hour days. I'm yeah. not posting. And people were like, "Are you sick? Are you okay?" And I know. it's nice that they miss that presence, but I but I sometimes just have nothing to post because everything I'm doing is the boring backside of creating stuff. And I'd rather post like something that's like a beautiful picture or meaningful yeah. or something that's like nice and like wait, but like everyone's like you got to post every day. I'm like fucking shit. I, I I won't. I don't have the brain power for that. Like I'm like I, you know. So, but I I start to think of like how I like to use. I love the Insta story thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like it's a form of filmmaking or like editorial style things for yeah. me. Like I have like a I don't know. It's fun. There's this great thing. I don't know. This, I'll I'll tell you about the app when I can go look at my phone. But uh, it's a great app and it makes everything look like a little magazine. Oh, cute! Yeah, in, I love a inside, magazine. I know. I'll show it. To you. It's really you could take different fonts and like you could. Ma- and I'm like, wow, that really makes it look magaziney. Yeah. And because it's like you're you, flipping through pages. Yeah, and you still want an aesthetic to it. I like. If, yeah, you know, aesthetics it's important. Still part of your brand, and like, yeah. if, you know, as a filmmaker, you want your brand to still be true to yourself. Yeah. So let's talk about aesthetics and you. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Wisconsin. Whoa. <laughs> Is that the cheese state? Sure is. Okay, and, yeah. I got that right. A lot yeah. of people wear the cheese hats. Yeah, and, we do. Yeah. Um, who's, the, who's the team there? The Green Bay Packers. That's it. The Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers cheese. Now, did you... Okay, so d- tell me about your upbringing. What was it like? So, um, I had a super amazing upbringing. So, my parents were together. We lived in a suburb. It was safe. Like, my best friend lived down the street. I could walk to her house at night, sleepovers. It was wonderful. There was nature. Um, and, you know, I've 
two sisters. Just we were like a good family. We went to church, like all of that stuff. Um, and then it all fell apart. Um, so my mom and dad split up when I was 17. Okay. Um, which was like bad at first, but made us all really close. I think something like that can go one of two ways, but like we all got therapy. So and how, Mike got really tight. How was the family split up then? So my sister was in college. Yeah. Um, so I, my younger sister and I went and moved with my dad. Okay. We were all still in the same town. Okay. Um, and then I went to college and then um, just sort of got close with my parents again like it was it was sort of just this like big stretch sometimes that you need and it like breaks the outer crust and then the nice thing can come through and i just have this amazing family and i'm it's great yeah and like my mom's uh husband is awesome and so like i feel like i have two dads like it's just it just turned out it's like the divorce worked yeah like it works sometimes it works yeah it was like great like my mom is this amazing person like my dad is funny and awesome so it's just like this wonderful yeah and it's like hey you know this works better if we're not together yeah Uh, are they able to like be friends and or i think i mean i think that mutual it's never gonna be like a bruce willis demi moore situation we're never gonna go on vacation (laughs) together but that's uh, crazy that they still go on vacation i know but it's like enviable i think um but no i I mean they're able to if it involves us they're totally able to be like on the same page and right yeah that's great they're like they're great people that's great yeah so so but in i mean whenever because i my, my parents stayed together i begged them to get a divorce i was like can <laughs> oh you please, no like i no but they're, they're so great to get like now that when i was younger i was like you guys fight all the time can you please just get a divorce yeah. i can't handle this yeah 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 like <laughs> i heard you talking about them driving which is really darling Oh, hello. It's your friend Bethany here. I want to tell you about something very cool that I have just launched. It is a clothing rental website called Bewitch Your Wardrobe. You've probably heard of other clothing rental websites before. The dumb ones that can be so expensive, over $100, and you do not get to choose your clothes, and you do not get to choose how many times you swap out your rentals. With BewitchYourWardrobe.com, it is $50 a month, and you get unlimited clothing swaps all month. And that does not change. I, in the past, have changed out eight times (laughs) over the month. So go to bewitchyourwardrobe.com and check it out for yourself. Free shipping, free returns. We clean these suckers beautifully. And the items that you pick are the items they send to you. And if you fall in love with an item you rent, you get to buy it at a deep discount. So bewitchyourwardrobe.com. It's my new rental service. I'm so excited about it. And transform your style again and again. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, you know, I'm glad you listened to that episode. That uh-huh. was... Oh, 41 years old sitting in the back of your parents' car. Yeah. Because I don't have a license. That's, like, I don't drive. Do you need to learn? No. Why not? Because I don't fucking care. Do you want to learn? No. Come on. Quincy Jones never drove. Uh, no, Noel Gallagher from the Oasis doesn't drive. From the o- from the Oasis? From the, did I say the Oasis? <laughs> oh, my God. I love Oasis, too, and I said the Oasis. We're going to go to the Target. We're going to get the Oasis. Old. Yeah, I'm getting older. The Oasis. I, if you put, start putting the in uh-huh. front of everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you on the, the, the you know, Facebook? The Facebook? The, the Instagrams? Uh-huh. The Internet? Yeah. You know, that's me now. Yeah, that's I'm you. Getting, yeah, I'm comfortably getting old. I'm excited that I was... <laughs> here for the transition i yeah. saw it happen you saw it happen right Just before your now. eyes and you heard it happen I too did. oh we have it forever oh, got it forever and i'm not gonna edit it out <laughs> no please don't no, i don't edit any of these and now it's in the flow so you can't 
Right. Because it's going to be like, well, what? That was a sharp edit. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And you'll hear it. And I I'm going to bring it up later. Yeah, again, you'll so be you like, can't. that was an edit. Mm-hmm. That was an edit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the funny Bad thing edit. is, I do take, like, there are some times when, and, and it's something I'm becoming more conscious of as I become more of a host yeah. of, a, of a podcast. There are some times when I just go off. <laughs> Like I'm like fuck this festival and fuck those people and and the guests are just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. can we go back to talking about my upbringing and I'm like oh I better cut this whole thing out oh yeah but have I, you ever tried to yeah. edit on a laugh it's so it's it's almost impossible and it's creepy because yeah. you're, all you're doing is rewinding rewinding and listening to ha 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 and you're just trying to find that moment where you can edit and all of a sudden it just sounds like a horrifying fever dream yeah it's, it's terrible because it's in it's your terrible. ears with these massive headphones what i will do in a case like that is i'll make the edit obvious i'll put a fade and just be like mm. there's an edit because i need to transition into the yeah. next thing and yeah. fuck it you and know what i mean people get it like people they get, get it, it. Yeah. They don't like, care. you don't want to hear my 20 minute rant about why i hate this festival you really <laughs> which don't festi- which festival do you oh it's like? fucking rooftop films fuck oh. them <laughs> I, I i'm so like i'm so over them like i yeah whatever but it, it's also i let me not do this because i'm gonna have to edit it out uh-huh. i want to go back to you so within that divorce when that divorce happens does that do something to you artistically does it does yeah. something happen when you start channeling something or like walk me through some of those emotions i definitely did a lot of writing um mm. uh because you 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 do you have a lot of emotions i was 17 and so i definitely had a lot of emotions anyway i mean it, i was 17 i was all about angst and you know dark i was a goth for a year i was gonna say were you punk rock goth i was a goth but i wasn't punk rock because i i listened to hansen when i was a goth (laughs) so i was like hold on (laughs) because music i have a really hard time with music in terms of like dark stuff (laughs) yeah it's a very you're like walking around depressed yeah listening to mm yeah yeah Literally, um, because like if I listen to a sad song, I can't get out of that funk for days. If I like if I listen to My Immortal by Evanescence, oh, yeah. days, I'm days and days. Right. I'm just not going to be OK. So I have to kind of keep all of my musical choices upbeat mm-hmm. in, in order for me to survive in this world. So um, but I was definitely like all in black long black skirt four inch chunk boot black heels um just crosses i had an altar in my bedroom wow. all of the candles were like Wicked blood stuff. oh yeah, yeah. more like a pentagram ring i nice. like was just but then i listened to hansen um you know <laughs> so you were like <laughs> i was like the most That's optimistic hilarious. sad little goth girl you've yeah. ever seen my hair You're was like, like the color of this like just like this like maroon red right. color mm-hmm. you're like i'm sad on the outside yeah but i am actually happy on the inside right but also real sad it, right, it yeah. was like me it was like me kind of like walking through a dead field <laughs> of like black roses with like the hansen boys going come on Come on. You can do it. You can get past it's gonna this. It's going to be okay. You can, get, you can totally get past Come this. Come on. Jesus loves you. <laughs> Come on. So what were you writing around that time? Were you writing like, like, uh, like, like what Just were you like, writing? R- like sort of essays. Mm, sort of, um, okay. I've never been good at poetry. Um, poetry doesn't make sense to me. Um, I wish some it did. Some does and some doesn't. Like, I don't get, I don't get yeah. it. I, I, and I don't, I appreciate it. Me I just too. don't understand how to make it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So neither. it was just like a lot of like, prose a lot of long essays just about you know imagery of like big walls and like ivy and clawing and trying to you know like get up and over and um light versus dark i mean just all of just like the kind of the rubbish that right. you write when you're 17 and you're yeah. depressed and so what's happening during this period do you start getting into um 
like what do you start getting into that kind of like changes your tastes and maybe like you level up a little bit in terms of like what are you what are you doing in terms of uh, art and writing and like comedy i mean i want to say comedy right yeah so i did improv so i started studying improv around right. that time okay um how does that happen are you in high school and yeah. there's an improv class yep okay. and i did improv when i was a little bit younger too there was like this uh community theater improv group that happened in the summertime cool so my older sister was the coach one year was like the director so um i joined and uh we like traveled around western wisconsin <laughs> like putting on these little improv shows. Mm. So improv was sort of always a thing I did. I did it again in high school. I did it in college and then I did it after college. Um, And I think that that definitely helped create a sense of community for me where I didn't feel like I had one otherwise. Like it was def, it was a thing I could do um, that not everyone could do. And that helped. Um, uh, pharmaceuticals helped the depression. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> um, that, they, they always will. Life changing. Now, do you mind me asking? Are you still on them? Or hell yes, you are. Okay, so you're su- you, yes. so you are a supporter of yes. of medication. Yeah, and yes. not for everybody, and not in every situation. Ex- I think not, everyone's different, right? You can't put depression and you can't put anxiety in a box, right? I'm I have anxiety. No kidding. And I drink fucking coffee. <laughs> me too. Look and at this. You're like, yeah, really? You anxiety? You're you're <laughs> Your home looks like it was just cleaned 20 <laughs> seconds ago. You have anxiety? What weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can, we can my, see each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We have, we, there's yeah. a little thing. We're like, have, okay, like, I know you. Yeah, it's like gaydar, but with anxiety. Exactly. Yeah. It's immediate. And you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. you can spot someone like right away. Yeah. You're I like, have, oh, you're an anxious person. Oh, Lexapro? Great. Me too. I have so many <laughs> friends who are on Lexapro. And they'll you say call like. call them oh, out like from a. You're well, like, high five. Lexapro, bro. Yeah. You're on the street. Some dude is back. Lexapro. He's like, hey, yeah, how did you know? I just know. Game changer. Yeah. Lexapro. So what, so when, so you're, so, so the pharmaceuticals happen, did, did they help? And they yeah. are helping. Yeah. Okay. So were they for anxiety, depression, Both. everything? Okay. Zoloft. Yeah. Um, I was on Prozac. I was on Buspar. Um, wow. Yeah. I was on a couple others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. The thing is, like, I, I, it's it's just it's it lets you live your life the way that you're supposed to live your life mm-hmm. instead of trying to strong arm your way through like something that isn't your fault. It's your brain. Right. right. And I'm talking about right. I'm talking about like chemical depression, not necessarily situational depression. Mm-hmm. But if you if you feel like you can strong arm your way through like a chemical depression would you shame somebody who had diabetes and was taking like insulin injections and trying not you know like you can't strong arm your way through diabetes no. you have to treat it yes um so i think that it's a little bit hypocritical the way that some people view mental illness so i am yeah, all yeah. about it oh well you should just meditate fuck you yeah fuck you know you. what i mean like, <laughs> like like fuck you like you yoga like, and meditation is great yeah. but you know like you're rich and i'm not so i don't have time to do yoga and meditation well, for and also, six hours a day it might work know? for you but that doesn't yeah. mean you get to tell me it's gonna work for me and then shame me when it doesn't exactly. like some people you got to get them out of bed in the morning and right. like no amount of meditation is gonna make that happen well and like everyone's a doctor now right so yeah. it's like you know i mean <laughs> everyone thinks that because they google something or they or they it's, it's like everyone's experience especially with mental health mm-hmm. is such a unique thing yeah like i was able to strong arm but i'm a strong arm kind of person yeah i'm like my body's gonna fight this i'm gonna fight this yeah there's got to be a way yeah so i so i don't think mine was as severe 
So it was like, okay, but I'm not going to impart some fucking advice on someone that's like, yeah. hey, I'm on Boost Bar and Lexapro and all this stuff. Yeah. I'll be like, that's great. Is it working for you? Right. Do you feel normal? Right. Then awesome. Are you not robbing banks and you're treating people nicely? <laughs> then it doesn't affect me. <laughs> and you can Lexa- spot a Lexapro user from a mile away. <laughs> Good on you. I really do want to make jackets, like membership. I joke about this with our podcast. You totally um, make membership cards I want. Yeah. I want a seasonal yeah. affective disorder jacket, like a membership jacket, because so many of us have seasonal affective disorder i just want to make a winter coat Did you so, get hit hard this this I so mean, wait no but wait go back Lex to the winter helps. coat before because yeah, that's the winter coat sad, you're the winter right? coat so what does the winter coat look like it says you know like there were t-shirts online that people were sending me for a while they said something like um it's not pale it's porcelain and i'm rocking it <laughs> right so i want like a membership jacket that says like uh, i'm sad and i'm rocking it and it's great. like sad yeah. and then it says like seasonal affective disorder down the arm or something it's so this great it's like a dream i have for a I think you should do it. That's my goal. I think you should absolutely do it. And you know, I mean, do you? Okay. So wait, I want to go back to. Um, I do want to go back to uh, what we were talking about. But seasonal depression, it hit me fucking oh, hard. Brutal. Oh my god, I'm going ever, through a bad. Do you I'm, have a happy light? Do you have a full spectrum light? I'm, I'm gonna get one. Yeah. I take vitamin D. Um, I spend a lot of time in the sun when Good. the sun is out. Yeah. You know, uh, I try to walk around, but I but I get into this hibernation phase where I love to just be in my pajamas all day yeah. and work from and I work from home a lot. I'm an editor, filmmaker, so it's like I go, I shoot something, and then I'm here talking to clients about the edit for yeah. like hours. Yeah. You know, but um, but I got, I went through like this like creative just funk like i I'm, I'm in it right now like i'm like oh fuck i'm not doing anything mm-hmm. and but I, it, it's i'm trying to train my brain that that's okay that i don't have to be making stuff 24 hours a day yeah that i have to give my creativity a rest sometime and that's all right it, it's an ebb and flow i'm going through the same thing especially having left a job like and there is that pressure on social media to prove that you're doing stuff but i yeah that's I, a great way that you oh, put it yeah but i feel the same way like my so i'm i'm working on trying to sell a tv show right now we're in pre-production for season two of labeled we just wrapped uh the first season of anya marina independent woman um i do a podcast i am working on a writing another horror film and so like if i have a moment i'm not doing i'm doing nothing but like so much of it is 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 hinged on other people that you can't it's not like you can just write a song and feel like you've done something like the show i can't sell it until someone buys it like this you know there's a million things that that have to happen before you can present a completed piece of work. So it does feel like every moment that I'm not working on something is a moment that I'm just failing. Um, and it's hard to not, to not like keep that brain space. It, it, it's really tough. Yeah. And, but it's funny after you bullet listed everything, <laughs> I'm like, my God, you're so bad. And, and so I started doing the same thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, Dennis bullet list, everything you've done this week. Yeah. And like, look at it. Yeah. And I, you said something that was really important is that people or, or people, but us, there's this constant need to prove that we're doing something on Instagram. Yeah. And I go, I'm trying to stay off of Instagram. Like I'm trying to post and leave it alone, but mm-hmm. it's so tough. All of my community is like, I'm making a movie now. This is my second movie this week. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Where did you get that money? Not only the money, but I'm like, how do you get the ideas? Like my ideas are like, it's like, I, I, well, I don't want to bring up like misogynistic people, but Henry Miller said, and, and I can relate to this. He did say that sometimes you just have to wait until it fucking explodes. Yeah. And that's how I work. It's like, I go through this like egg period where I'm <laughs> sitting on the creative egg and then it hatches and it's yeah. like, Oh shit, I got something. But it's that, that you have to trust that it's going to hatch. You got to trust that it's going to hatch. And in the meantime, 
bide your time by like doing a podcast, mm-hmm. working on. So like now I'm like, all right, you know what? The idea is like the ideas are there. They're sitting there. They're not ready to hatch yet. Okay, I'm making money uh-huh. with my clients. I'm do. I have tons of work coming in. That's great. I'm doing my podcast, and you know, I'm I'm basically being creative every day and yep. getting paid for it. I'm all right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like you just have to kind of sit back and take inventory. Yeah. And be like, all right, I'm not dying in the inside well, creatively. Right. And, and you know, having having now made a situation where I can focus on art full time, yeah. I have to stop and remind myself how lucky I am and how grateful I am that that's a thing I can do. Instead of panicking and saying I'm not doing enough or the things aren't happening fast enough to say like... I don't have to wake up at 3 a.m. anymore. Like, Mm. I can give my body the sleep it needs. I can focus on the work that I want to be doing full time. That's, I'm very lucky to be able to do that. So, um, there's a lot of pep talks. Yeah. A lot of pep talks. Like self pep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Looking at the mirror like, like Rocky or something like, like, hey girl, you are cute today. You look cute today. I do that a lot now. Yeah. I'm like, your hair looks Hey girl, amazing. your hair looks fucking good. You look cute you today. Look cute today. <laughs> I do that a lot. So yeah. So you do an improv. Yeah. That's so, where we work. Oh, that's so we're so we do so you're doing improv. Yeah. Um, that really must have opened a door for you. You must have been like, what, was it like a? Oh my god, I love this. Yeah, it was like a. Oh my god, I can be funny, and right. and right. like do it on purpose and have people laugh with me. And were, see- were you naturally funny? Yeah, because my, okay. my because my parents are really funny, and mm. my dad especially would like sit us down and make us watch old comedies, and so oh, we tell me learned, so, tell me a little bit about what you were watching. So we were and then, watching, and then I want to know what you learned from it. <laughs> like we watched, um, oh god, what are their the um. I have to look their names up because, of course, I'm okay. put on the spot and I can't think of their names. Is it National Lampoons? No, like, well, yeah, I was raised on Christmas Vacation. I just watched it. Number one just, best movie of I all time. I am still in love with Beverly D'Angelo. I was so she's in amazing. love with her. She, the acting she does only with her eyes. I know. If you watch the scenes she's in and mute them, just watch her eyes. Yeah. She doesn't move, but her eyes are doing a million brilliant things yeah. that, like... That woman. And then the scene where they're in bed and he has the sap on his hands. <laughs> that scene done. How long is that scene? Five minutes? Five minutes. One take shot just over their bed. And they just, they it's it's a five minutes. It, there's like, no cuts. There's no cuts. These scenes with such long takes, this is, this is what I get. I have goosebumps about them. Like the Haunting of Hill House where episode mm. six, I think, was mm-hmm. five takes sewn together to make it look like the entire episode is one take. Wow. I mean, the the choreography that has to happen with that, where they built the entire set with this episode in mind. And so it's a funeral parlor set and it's the house set sewn together, like back to back. And then there are parts of the set that are built as hiding spots for the cast to hide when they're not in the shot. And there was like an elevator built so that the camera could go like up over this banister and then down a mezzanine to like film this. And it's... I mean, it's the most amazing teamwork, choreography, mm-hmm. like focus, get your crap together. They had, I think, four or five child actors involved in this. They Which had, is like insane to direct. Uh, it's like a nightmare. Yeah. And they all, they all made it happen. Like that's the kind of stuff that I love. And that's where a lot of the improv comes in. Right. Is you're in a team. Yeah. You're all focused on making it work together. Right. You are, there's so much communication that has to happen non-verbally and yeah. a lot of like sense communication and, and um, just like instinct. That's the stuff I totally get off on because it's, it's, 
it's this common goal and it's this high energy and it's this like my favorite part of radio was always when something went wrong because everyone was like in like a panic and you're all working together to try to fix it it's i love that stuff I and you kind of have stuff. to do it with headphones on and be like pointing a yeah. lot and be like get this up here and yeah. go this way and <laughs> totally or yeah. like i did yeah. um like anytime i've i've done live voiceover for things i yeah. just love a meltdown because it means that like i'm on standby and i'm reading notes as they're writing notes and i'm like it, and it's it's like this like emergency room triage feeling and yeah. i love that i love that so you're watching comedies and then you're like now i can take this into a i can take it to the next level with improv and mm-hmm. that's where you did you really start honing your skills there yeah it was i mean and i was i can't ever say i was terribly good at it like Mm. but i but it taught me a lot about what worked and what didn't work um and it reminded me that i really loved being on stage Mm -hmm. i in high school i quit acting because i'm so tall that um how tall are you five ten i'm five ten high five high five the perfect height don't worry this hand is not infected with (laughs) murderous warts with warts you're like high five can i go wash my hands now do you have any purell do you have Um, (laughs) you just have to take a purell on the fucking table (laughs) spritz your hand now because i don't know where this thing is mm, going and where yeah where it's been or where it's going in the future they've stopped i'm i trust you they've stopped your hands look great except for all the 15 band-aids you're fine show me one they're gone now. He burned them all Look off. Look at that. Does it hurt? Oh, yeah. I can't. Well, this finger is... I can't even feel it. Ooh, that's... But there's, there's like a whole piece of my finger missing. Do they numb it or do they just do it? Yeah, he numbed it. So there were like... a couple that I was like, just fucking do it. Because there were like some small ones. I was yeah. like, just fucking do, do it. it. I don't want that needle in me. And I was like, God! You know? I was like, Did you have like God. a belt in your mouth that you were like I just chawing down I should have. I yeah. went dressed up. I wanted mm-hmm. to feel good about everything. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm going to get my fucking fingers uh-huh, burned off. Uh-huh. I want to feel good about this. I do so the I same like, thing. I never look prettier than a day I have like an OBGYN appointment. When you got to go to the doctor, right? Full pedicure, <laughs> full makeup, hair, false eyelashes. Like I look everything. good on those days. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Everyone's date. like, oh, you got a date? You're like, yes. yep. With, for my lady parts. Date my lady parts. <laughs> my lady yeah. part doctor's going to yeah. fucking... You know? She's gonna think you, I'm the cutest damn it's thing. It's weird. We, I, I, well, all right. I'm, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna put a hold dressing up for uh, uh, later because that's a whole other thing that I feel is like, yeah, wi- that goes along with what we do. Yes, like getting into a character and yes. putting on a costume and oh, putting yeah. on a uniform. Not even a costume. It's a uniform. Yeah. I have an alter ego. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, I can't wait to hear about yeah. that. So when does radio happen for you? So so it was a sort of uh, a funny little situation. So I yeah. um, graduated from college. I was working at Starbucks, as you do. Right. Um, I had a th- so I graduated with, with a degree in theater. Yeah. Um, Starbucks threw my back out working at Starbucks. Um, and so... How did you do that? Were you making like a latte and you... I was like a hardcore latte maker. You Our, were like... The, <laughs> like You remember Cocktail with Tom yeah, Cruise? I was just slinging those. Yeah, just, I was spinning stuff. <laughs> um, hot coffee everywhere. <laughs> no, it was like I was in a really, really, really uh, old building. Mm. And so all of their electric outlets were like on the floor. And so everything we needed was on the floor. So it was like <laughs> you would bend down to get the milk. You would bend down to get the receipt. And yeah. my I have a flexi back. And so okay. like my yeah. back was just like, I'm happy to go wherever. And I just threw it out. Um, so I had to go on like workers comp from Starbucks. and But that's great that they offer that. It was very nice. No, they're a good company. Yeah. Well, um, from Portland, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like that West Coast. It's like that, yeah. That feel. We'll great. take care of you. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. So weird. They were so nice. It's so weird. It's just like it's, it's very normal. odd. It's not Amazon. That's for damn sure. No. But anyway, so I um. <laughs> so you so you throw so, your back out. So I threw my back out. Yeah. So then I had to start taking like temp jobs in offices. Um, and ended up getting hired by Wells Fargo permanently. And I worked there for like two years and just had a nervous 
breakdown. Because you were at a desk, right? I was at a desk. That's not for like, us. Like, I majored in Shakespeare. No joke, <laughs> majored, in, like, with an emphasis in Shakespeare, worked at a bank. What like, the fuck were you doing And there? not even in it, because I just, you, life happens, and no, all but of I mean, like, sudden, What were you actually doing oh, there? Oh, I was working, um, I was sending wires between corporations. So, so if, like, oh if uh, Credit Suisse <laughs> wanted to send a wire yeah. to Chase Bank, yeah. that was that would go through me. You must have been losing your Hated fucking mind. I lost millions of dollars one day. Don't know where it went. Found it, but I don't... That was an accident. Like, I just... And I was just in a corporate desk. I wasn't even a teller. Like, I was just at a desk. And um, legit lost my mind. Yeah. Nervous breakdown. Was hospitalized for like a month. And when I got out of it, I, I just knew like something had to change. And so... Uh, but I also knew that I wasn't ready to like move to LA to be an actor. It just... I would get panic attacks. It just didn't feel right. So I... um had been listening to my favorite morning show in Minneapolis for years. And right about that time, their female co-host left. Mm. And um, so I just sent in my headshot and resume and was like, I don't know radio, but I, here are some things I can offer you. And I listed like, um, you know, I'm a good communicator. I have improv skills. I know the culture of your show. Um, I had less of a regional dialect than most people in Minnesota had. What's um, the dialect like there? It's Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. real thick. It's like yeah. Fargo. Far and like the like, longer yeah, you yeah. live there, the yeah. more you get it. Right. Um, right. And uh, I have to actively <laughs> fight it because it definitely comes out. I mean, my New Oot. York, my New Yorker comes out. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know? When you're drunk or mad it comes yeah well out. i don't drink anymore so that's good that's good that's good yeah that's good <laughs> Anya and i talked about it on our on, yeah. on our episode about sobriety that's right that's right but man when i would drink or like do do, do especially if i was doing coke oof i would be like whoa, 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 whoa. everyone would be like wait can we Prashut. get this guy out of here Gabagool. Yeah. Gabagool. Gabagool. Yeah. and i'm italian yeah. so like everything's hands and like what is this guy saying <laughs> It's all hands. Yeah, it's all hands. It's all hands. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, so so then okay, I got so yeah. that job in radio. That's amazing. I, they hired me. And then that led you to New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you diverted from L.A. You, you were thinking about L.A., but what happens going, oh, I, you know what? New York's kind of the way to go. Yeah, New York me. always felt safer and better to me than L.A. did. LA, right? Yeah, did yeah, L.A. feels scary still. I'll go if I get a job. Like, if I get me a too. show, I'll yeah. definitely go to L.A. There go and live there for a little bit. Right, but, yeah. like, the idea of being another tall, blonde woman in L.A. is, I, there's no way. I just can't. Yeah. Like, so, I feel safer here. I feel like there is, I feel like I have a community here. And especially now with being able to, like, um, record auditions and just like do a self tape and send it over. I I think it's a better choice for me right now. Absolutely. And I I was talking to my friend about this. Uh, God, it was Anya. I was talking to Anya yeah. about this. And we were talking about like other places living other because she's lived in Portland and I was just in Portland and I said. I was like, look, I, I appreciate Portland. It's a little fucking hippy-dippy for my taste for a yeah. kid from the East Coast. Yeah. Like, when you grow up on uh, in New York, it's like you, you battle. You got a little bit more of a battle in you. Yeah. Uh, where everyone there is weirdly nice. Yeah. And I was like, but it just feels like a place where you could go and be small and be mm. okay with being small. Whereas in New York, I have to top myself every single fucking day. Yeah. In LA, you could go for a hike. And, and that's great. But it's not me. I do feel like I love the challenge of having to, to like, fucking top myself and stay on top of this city yeah every single day there's a fight yeah and it and it just feels really good <laughs> and it pulls it out of you because yeah. i'm a little bit lazy and okay. so i i would be more than happy to not do things for a very long time if i had my way and so to live in new york you a you don't get to be lazy because it's just hard to get around this yeah. city is so hard to get around in so 
it it makes you be active and you're around people and I like to isolate and so it forces me if I lived in LA I'd go from my car to uh, an audition and then go home and never see anyone again right so this city like I have to be around people to get anywhere um and I think that's that's good for me right now Minnesota yeah right yeah versus okay so the jump to New York yeah what happens how does that feel what what age are you when you come here I came here so five years ago Oh wow! Yeah, so oh, almost so six like, years ago. You're like, well, you're halfway to being like a honorary. I've heard New it's Yorker. seven years. I've heard the number is seven. Oh, they pushed it down to seven. Was it not? What was it? Ten? A decade. Was it ten? I mean, it goes quickly. It does. I, I mean, look. The, How fast have those five years gone? It's so fast. so fast, right? So this is a fast, fast. city. It's, it's not slow. Amazing, but I, 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 mer- I feel like I merged right into the pace of the city because I was anticipating that. Um, what I was not anticipating was. Uh, having to learn how to not be used and that's still a lesson I'm learning because it's a different like I don't know how to walk that line between standing up for yourself and um, and being too hard like I don't know when to when to like bend and, and quote unquote give away things for free versus saying like no I'm worth paying for does that make sense absolutely i deal with it every day it's really and it's really really tough and and i've dealt with people who i know should be giving away things for free but like refuse to give a deal and say i'm going to charge you full price and and i know that like that's not appropriate in that situation like if they're just starting out doing whatever they're doing but i don't know what that level is for me i know i'm being super vague but like it's it's just a really hard line to to walk and I've been used so much. Oh, of course. Because um, if people, here's here's my take on things. Maybe this will help a little bit. Yeah. And 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 I rarely talk about like what like my own process as my for my business. But after six years of doing photography and now filmmaking for like four years, uh, doing video work and all that stuff, I see it as I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. And you you are going to save time because I'm really good at what I do, which makes me valuable yeah. because you will get your things quicker. Yeah. You will get them overnighted and they will look amazing and you have just saved so much time. So whenever I hear someone saying, uh, wow, we've waited for like three months for photos and I'm like, well, that's inexcusable. That's why I keep getting hired and that's why I can say, well, these are my rates and this is what what you won't have to deal with. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's a good point. Right. So it's like if you're communicative and you go in and you get the job done, then you've already proved what you're pay- that's what you're paying for. Yeah. That's why actors get paid so much. They can go in for three days, destroy a scene, win an Academy Award and be like, yeah, I shot for three days. It was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. And that's who you hire to be in your movie. Yeah. And they... they- Bring people. Yeah, exactly. They bring people. That's why I don't believe in, in auditioning people solely from their Instagram following. Mm. It's like, I want to see your work. I want to know if you can nail this in fucking two takes mm-hmm. because I, I'm not about like 17 takes. Well, and it's fascinating. I have, so I have a resume just that's just my resume and then i have a resume with social media numbers on it right because it matters to some people i know it and does it's crazy it does. It and does. i had an agent tell me like no put your social media because i have mm-hmm. i'm lucky enough to have a decent following on social good. media that's good so i so they're like yeah that's a selling point and i i have friends who like can point to a role they lost because it was given to someone else who had more followers yeah. who had no experience yeah. and you know, so I mean, like, I'm happy to leverage whatever I can leverage to get to get work, but yeah. it is also, 
you, you know, as somebody who is only a social media star is not going to have the onset experience and the professionalism necessarily because there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that I don't think people are ready for. Fortunately, though, you have both. I have both. So you were you starting to besides radio in New York? Were you doing? Were you building up your credits too? Because I, I I stalked your IMDb for a minute. <laughs> I know it's a soap opera. Yeah, I was on was soap it? opera for a couple. Yeah, that yeah, was it was fun. a couple episodes. Um, what was that like? That was so it was fun. Like Days of Our Lives. Yeah, they yeah. don't do soap operas. Yeah, they. Do not get the credit they deserve. Those are masterclasses in acting because you, I'm watching them. You get your script. They've just rewritten it overnight. You get a new script today. You have to learn your lines now because we're shooting the scene now and you're going to get two takes maximum and then we're moving on to the next thing. And I would see these actors have their script, glance at it, put it down somewhere on a side table where it's not visible, nail the scene and then move on to the next thing. And That's I'm like, insane. this is madness. Yeah. And it and and they deserve way more respect than they get. And yeah, some of it's a little, you know, schmaltzy or whatever, but like it's an it's an intensive acting process and you're working that memorization muscle so hard. Yeah. Um so that was amazing to to sit in and watch and, you know, get to to do that and I have a catering credit on my IMDb, which is not mine. But IMDb been trying to get it removed. I have I have petitioned. I have Wait, reached out the, to IMDb. How the fuck do you get an accidental I, catering credit? I don't credit? know, but it's on Did there. You bring someone a water Nothing. on set. It's from like, a film I didn't do. It's not me. It's from like 2006. I've oh I've God. contacted IMDb three times to have it removed. Yeah. They won't, my Jonathan Sosis has reached out to them on my behalf. They won't remove it. Like it's I have this catering credit and then like an electrical department credit. Neither wow. of which are mine. But um. So, so you're in New York. You, you're getting catering credits for IMDb. Dude, fill Just that IMDb out. Yeah, fucking take it. Look at my page. It's another credit. They'll be like, wow, she caters too. She That's ca- amazing. She does everything. When do you hook up with Jonathan? And because you guys are like, par- would you yeah. say partners Probably or I'd like say producing yeah. partners? Producing partners, best okay. friends. And so and so so producing too. I want to get into that a little bit. Is that yeah. like you you're you're an actor, producer, writer? Like yeah. you do all these things. Like what? Where does the love for all that happen? And when does Jonathan kind of come into the into play too? Um, I always knew kind of instinctually that I was going to uh, have to create my own work. Yeah. I think from from not getting cast in high school in theater because I was so tall um, that I was just like, I'm going to not fit into like the ingenue role. I'm I'm going to be something different. So um, she's there like, we need a tough assassin girl. <laughs> yeah. Woman. That's me. Yeah. I'm a murder. Leather pants and oh my God. Full leather suit. It's my dream role. Yeah. That'd like be awesome, right? Assassin, but like an alien assassin. Like yeah, to totally. have like a face tattoo. I could totally see you with the, like in a, that role. Yeah. Like a SoundCloud <laughs> rapper. Like a face tattoo. Like, exactly. Like a SoundCloud yeah, rapper. Like a SoundCloud rapper. That's so true. I'm, uh-huh. I look at them and I'm, I, now, that's how I know I'm getting old besides putting the in front of everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like, like, how could you put a tattoo on your face? Yeah. <laughs> it's don't do that, guys. Bad yeah. choice. But, but Bad you know, choice. maybe it'll become like the arms because I'm covered on my arms. The face is the arm of the body. Of the now? The face is the, face the, face is is the, is the arm, arm of, of, of the, the shoulder. The face is, hold on, I'll get it. Yeah. The face is the arm of the head. The face is the arm of the head. Yeah. That makes sense. Is that my is that my pull line? I the face hope is the arm of the head. Is high as fuck yeah. and had to rewind that. They're hitting yeah. the little like back button. Back fifteen. Back fifteen. Back, back 15, fifteen. Back fifteen. I need to figure this out. Yeah. Just high as fuck sitting in their room listening yeah. to our true voices. Because the arm the arm is the penis of the lo- of the upper torso. Absolutely. It's the and, appendage. Yeah, and yeah. the penis is the arm of the lower torso. Right. One would think it's the leg, but it's not. It's the baby it's the arm. Right. It's the arm. If you're lucky, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
God Almighty. That it, it was so there. It was like it's right okay. in front of me, it, and okay. I had to take it. Acceptable. I had to take it. There are some. Acceptable. There are sometimes you have to. You it's have okay. to just grab the fucking moment. We've established um, a rapport. We've established a rapport. We're deep into the podcast enough mm-hmm. to make a baby arm penis joke. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Jonathan. Yes. <laughs> Back to John. Oh, Jonathan. Speaking of baby. I don't know where. I don't know why. I can't. It's, We're sitting in your bedroom. I'm pretty sure that's a pajama top that you're wearing right now. It's a good one, though. It's a great. It's a classic. It's the blue, navy blue with the white piping. Okay. So Sleepy Jones is a company. Yeah. That my podcast, my recent uh, podcast guest, Effie Castleberry, who designs his own clothes. He like has his own. Badass. He's awesome. You Badass. should totally follow him. Yeah. He does. He, what he does is he incorporates cinema into his branding, which is why I had him on the show. We amazing. had this amazing talk about about movies. So I was talking to him about pajamas because I'm a big lounge person. Yeah. And he's like, you know, Sleepy Jones, you could wear them as like shirts too. They're great. I was like, what the fuck? And so I immediately bought a pair. It's my That's my favorite pajama style is the navy with white piping, right. top and bottom. Yep. Now, Classic. I have the bottoms, but I, there was no way I was going to wear the full. Because no. it would be weird. No, so yeah, I wore flannel pants, yeah. but with the pajama shirt. Now, what I would do as a lady yes. is I would wear the pajama bottoms with a pair of heels and like yes. a vintage t-shirt. See, that's fantastic. That would be adorable. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should go oh, get a pair. Yeah. Get silk. Oh yeah. Because they'll flow a little nicer. Yeah. And you know it'll it's, it'll create a nice opening mm-hmm. leg for the heel mm-hmm. to oh, present itself. You know what you're doing. You know what you're talking about. I love clothes. Yeah. I love too. going shopping with women too. Oh yeah. So when I go out with someone, they're like, "This is great. I feel like I'm going out with a girlfriend." Yeah. <laughs> but but, but I it's love because clothes. you have a visual idea and a, a, a good eye for art and for things that are beautiful that go together yes. like so the, it's all the same that's all the same world yeah, yeah. and seeing a, just seeing a, the way a woman puts something together is like an art form yeah like watching them like just figure something out and, and, and yeah. there's so much more freedom with women and clothes like men are kind of in this box yeah. you know but women can do like what you just said pajama pants a fucking well, I'm vegan, so faux fur coat. Oh, faux! I won't wear fur. Yeah, no fur socks. Come on, what year is it? 1950. I know. Stop. I'm switching to vegan leather now. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I got. To do I, the same. Sold, I sold my shot jacket. I couldn't believe it. I had the shot for years. Jeez. Sold it. Yep. You know. Got to. There's a bunch of companies that are finally moving in that direction. Doc so. Martens. Yeah. Like I'm at the Burberry. vegan Doc Martens. Burberry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're still not. We still haven't Sorry. gotten to Jonathan. No, Poor it's okay. John. Tangential. The tangential nature of a podcast is wonderful. <laughs> And that's and I live for the tangential moments. So Jonathan and yourself, how do you guys kind of meet and start to partner up? So um, I was very anti Twitter when I when I joined the morning show. I had been on Twitter before for my previous job. I had yeah. quit, but I had to join it for the show. So um, when I joined Twitter, I got a lot of real creeps jumping onto Twitter and being creepy. Um, but John was always really funny and very um, professional and very kind. And so I started following him back. um, We would talk on Twitter and then he had a podcast at the time. He had me on as a guest um, and we just hit it off. And um, and we said we should we should, you know, create something together. So we met up at a sushi joint next door to a strip club, which I think (laughs) now is something I think they've closed it. Where was this? Is Midtown? It's in Midtown, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why are all the strip clubs in Midtown? Because that's where the tourists and the and the and dudes the at the work are. Yeah, and the bros. Yeah, the, yeah. the finance bros. Yeah. Ugh. 
Screw, um, screw strip club. Screw strip club, bro. Screw strip club, bro. Bro. I will say the strip clubs in Portland are fucking super feminist. Are they? They're fucking awesome. Ah. Oh, yeah. The well. women there are like, they're all like, it, it's a whole different, that's a whole different conversation. I'm just picturing a bunch of like sex workers with um tote bags. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> which by the way, I'm on board. Cruelty free. I'm on board. No, there's like, there's, they're, they just have a sense of community there and like they're all for sex worker rights. I love and it. And they're like, they're, it's the oldest job it's the yeah. oldest job it's like and yeah. there's a market for it like let's yeah. just treat these people with respect Can yeah you please and their instagrams are awesome because they're like they're like they'll post like these sexy photos and then they'll just do this whole like really meaningful like amazing post about the rights of sex workers and i'm like that is fucking incredible like I i'm like that. you guys are amazing love that yeah and they're yeah. like and they're so unashamed about they're like they're like come come see me perform tonight and give me all your money <laughs> That's what they say. And Amazing. that's like, yes. Okay. That's true. They know that they have the power to yeah. do it and they're fine doing it. And yeah. it's like, I just love that. Like there's this whole group of them that I follow and I'm like, I love them so much. Because it switches the power dynamic. I it hate does. that vibe of like, come over here, sweetheart, because I'm the one who has the money and I'm the one who's in control. Like, no, she's the one she's who the has one control, control because you're here yeah. for her. Like, let's not pretend this exactly. isn't what it is. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I love that and I love them and I love following them. Anyway, so back to so you so guys. Anyway. Sushi and strip, <laughs> sushi sushi and strip, strip club. club. You didn't go to the strip club. No, we did not. Right. No, no, no. Okay. Um, no, so we we uh, came up with this idea uh, for a web series that never saw the light of day, but it was our first project together and it, we just, we like working together. Um, I think that John is, John has strength in areas where I don't and vice versa. Like he, he is so good at networking and like pushing through long hours of not sleeping to get something done. Um, but he panics mm. about smaller things. Whereas like I can keep us calm when these smaller things are happening, but definitely get anxious about networking and stuff like that. So he's, I feel like we complement each other really, really well. So we met that way and we um, have been friends basically since I moved here. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And he's, he's great. And then labeled. When does labeled start? So labeled was uh, the second show we worked on together. So the first show we did, Girl from Material, didn't. We just got, We just. It just was. It didn't feel right. Right. Um, that so, happens with yeah, projects. So it's yeah. like you have to kind of do that. Yeah, and it's an idea that I really like, and I think he does too. So it might come up later. But um, so labeled was the second project, and there was just so much about it that felt really authentic because he works at a record label and I at the time worked in radio and so we both had these uh, backstage views of the music industry that I think most people don't get to see and um, and it was a story that we hadn't seen told before like you see um, the music industry on TV it's glamorous you see like Empire and you see American Idol and you see but you don't see the the workers behind the scenes that are making like a little bit above minimum wage and are literally saving artists careers when artists implode and um, you know I think in the first episode of season one a rapper tweets a picture of his penis to a college age girl and like we have to save his career and this is and no one knows who we are as these workers like nobody recognizes because we're just these people um we're just cubicle workers and it's just such a funny dynamic that i don't think enough people know about um you know you see you see like christina no like you see like uh ariana grande on stage Mm. and you 
you don't realize that like she's pitched these ideas to people and the people have pitched ideas back and they've agreed on what's going to work and like what the scene like what the stage is going to look like and what's going to be flying around and like this is all such it's a, a fucking a, meeting it's a meeting it's a it's mundane endless, me- it's a m- endless meetings about like do we want the giant blow yeah. up thing to come out on the second half of the show yeah. and it's it's so many moving parts like i would be texting with john about something and he's like oh missy elliott's coming in for a meeting in like 10 minutes and it's you know i mean it's just so mundane to them yeah so we needed that to to be a thing so i love that and then anya had posted a, a clip of her character that I shot I was drinking coffee and I shot it out of my nose yeah. uh, you know because this my nose my nose <laughs> my joke is my nose walks into the room before I do <laughs> it always makes it in first it's a good Everyone's nose like, oh, Dennis is it's here. a strong Thanks. nose mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. I've come to really love it you should I've come to and everyone <laughs> this is, now I'm putting myself on camera because <laughs> now I'm having a lot of fun directing yeah. and acting yeah everyone's like oh it's, it's so horrible I'm like it's so easy it's <laughs> I'm I've like, never directed myself thing. before. I can't. I know what I'm gonna do, so I'm like, there's one less person to worry about. Yeah, but you also have to like have your head everywhere while you're while you're doing it. Like it's, this show, I'm trying. Right, the show right. I'm trying to sell right now. We're gonna be shooting a proof of concept. Okay. And they said, do you want to direct? Because I'm starring in it. Oh, They're like, wow, do you yeah. want to direct it? And I said, no, because I don't need that on my head while I'm trying to right that's smart like, position myself and at, at some point you may change your mind yeah and be like you know what now I feel confident enough I've done this enough that I know what I'm gonna do yeah and I'll, nah, I'll yeah. I'm gonna give it a whack yeah I you still like I mean? someone else telling me what to do <laughs> on camera for sure <laughs> well I have you know it's, it's 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 about like when you do that it's it is about surrounding yourself with great people and like a really great camera operator and yeah. a really good you know second or, or first I'm sorry first AD or just someone that's there going Dennis don't lick your lips don't you're doing this nervous thing just pointing out all these things yeah but my nose i i after watching it on the big screen uh so many times with my new film i'm like it's a good nose it's a great nose for for movies and shit it's like a good nose because you want to have (laughs) something you have a you have like a strong face nothing is worse than having a a a face that looks like every other face and you're not memorable right right like tyra Banks says she never would have been famous if her forehead was normal exactly Forehead is giant exactly like you gotta have something and you gotta work with it your nose is the forehead of your face That's going to be on my new business yeah. cards. Holy shit. Uh, I'm thinking of putting together an end of the year clip show. I think that's totally fucking going to be. That's got to be on there. Your nose is all forehead of your face. So, okay. So going going a little bit off the subject mm-hmm. of my nose. Mm-hmm. Thank you, though. That's great. We'll that get I have back a there. good nose. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about you doing labeled. And then so Anya told me a little bit about how Independent Woman came about. Yeah. And that's what's happening now. But labeled, it's still going? Yeah. So we're, um, as of today, we start shooting season two of labeled this Saturday. Okay. Um, so I'm so excited. That's so exciting. Yeah. And I, I'm, a, I'm a fucking musician. Yeah. So like, I, you know, I'm not former. I mean, I still play. I yeah. still have an amp. Like whenever I have a chance, I'll plug in, put the pedals in and like play. But yeah. I, I was, I was in a band for years the, the the world of major labels is foreign to me because we never got signed and we yeah. were like we, we were the band that just uh, just almost made it 
We almost made it. We yeah. were so fucking close. Um, but anyway, I've been in offices though. Mm-hmm. So I could see it's like, I'm like, this is like fucking corporate America. Yeah. Oh, no, it totally is. And I love that you guys brought that in. So do you have a strong following and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So yeah. we have, I mean, we have these amazing people, these amazing followers. We did the first season via Kickstarter. And, yeah. you know, we just had all of these incredible people who were just willing to sort of blindly give us money to, mm. to make this happen. And then, um, we have been posting just like, hey, we're working on a season two and people's response is so lovely. Like just we're so grateful that anyone cares. You know, when right? you put yeah. something out and people give a damn, it I sort know. of blows your mind. Because there's so much shit. Yeah. There's and so it's much just, shit to sort through. And I carry with me like 11 year old Bethany who just was <laughs> awkward and like chubby and didn't have a lot of friends. And so to like be an 11 year old putting out a web, like to have a thing and to have people care sort of feels shocking we are still that kid never stops i'm still that same yeah. kid that you were yeah never we were the stops. same kind of chubby kids yeah just being like what am i ever going to be loved yeah that I, I swear to god that's like that's my motivation yes totally <laughs> knowing that knowing that and like someone having cares. that yeah having that in my head like i'm like oh that's why i do what i do yeah i've had to start really start um thinking about time as as being concurrent mm-hmm. and it's been a, a stress relief thing because if I have like a million projects that I have a deadline on I I have to tell myself you figured out a way to finish them like you have in another reality have already finished these projects and you got it so trust that future Bethany figured out how to do it and now just do it and thinking that way has helped alleviate a ton of anxiety when it comes to deadlines and so I try to think that way when it comes to like my childhood as well yeah like this is if you believe that time isn't linear if you believe that like all time exists all the time then young bethany can be told in this moment you're okay and maybe that will hit at some point which is super woo woo but but i think it's been really helpful in sort of not feeling like all of these old wounds or whatever are just like permanent if you can like talk to young Dennis and be like, hey, buddy, in I always this moment, comforting it's okay. Him. Yeah. I'm always going back and being like, dude, you're all right. Yeah. I know you're sad and you want to cry, but it's totally cool, man. Yeah. You, you're loved. You yeah. know, like, and what you're doing matters. Just keep doing it. Yes. You know, like, yeah. and I want to just quickly go back to the woo-woo thing. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I, because like, I'm a Buddhist, so I go inward a lot and yeah. I think about stuff. Um. You know, I don't get too, it's funny, but as, as like, a, not, I don't want to say I'm a comedian, but I, I approach everything with a comedic eye. Yeah. I think it's okay to go inward and, and kind of like dissect yourself. But I also feel like we always kind of have to make fun of it a little bit. Got to. <laughs> like, I, I love self-help, but I make fun of it well, when I people think, are too far in it. And I think you know? that you, uh, you know, I, I think you can get too far in it. Yeah. And like the Instagram healers. Yeah. You know, the people that are like every day, how magical their life is. Yeah. I'm like, tell me about a day that's fucking shitty. Because you know that that's not the case. Yeah. I stay off the self-help stuff. I, I'll, inspirational you know, quotes and I'll things. do a quote every once in a while if it's something that hits but yeah. like I, I there's not in that many quotes that are gonna hit <laughs> in gold script right that's my new or thing. like over a beach like I don't even like beaches so like I don't I'm even not gonna, like beaches the, so I don't even I, st- I grew to hate beaches there's just there. there's no respite from the sun and the sun is evil and it will it will hurt your yes. skin take me I had a beaches are my nightmare I don't want to go okay 
let's dissect beaches for a second. Yeah. And then I want to talk to you about movies. <laughs> but beaches, okay. So I used to love them when I was a kid. Yeah. I do love still running into uh, like an ice. I'm an I'm a cold water guy. Like yeah. I, I recently started taking cold showers. Oh yeah. I'm because every day I do something that I fucking hate. Not hate because I've grown to love them, but I'm scared of them. Of cold showers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I've been doing them for like months now, and every morning I'm like, I gotta do this. I gotta do this, and I face that feeling every day oh wow and then i just get in and i'm like ah oh, and then it starts feeling really good oh that's so I'm like, amazing wow, i was super uncomfortable and now i feel great yeah. and then when i get out of it i feel better <laughs> but i love jumping into like cold water yeah but then like the whole laying on a beach thing has really like worn off on me i'm like oh you don't know you don't know what that is it's you don't know what that yeah it's just there you don't know what's in there you don't know what's crawling in it cigarette butts it's just it's and then the just the feet and it gets in place you know i don't i don't need that i don't need it i don't need it and and even if you even if there's an umbrella which there's rarely an umbrella like that the sun is going to change and it's i just i don't like being warm or hot and i don't like being in the sun like i get panicky if it's too hot out and so i don't want it so you can't move to la no it's la nightmare. is nice around this time when i ask it's people why do you like time. la they're like the weather and i that, you're like I, immediately oh, you're like fuck you nope yeah <laughs> that precludes me from moving to la guess what fuck you yeah i'm, I'm fine here i like the winter i'm a winter yeah. girl it's i love it yeah this is i good. do i like and I, the clothes get better so cute you can layer layer if you can put a scarf over a t-shirt yes like it's, i'm all about it it's awesome yeah much better um i'm glad that we've cleared a lot up yeah i think uh, yes this, this is this is going really well but um so now with independent woman um so anya was talking to me about it and uh and it hasn't really been released yet right right, right correct right, okay yeah. um and we uh actually john might know more than i do right now um but yeah we're hoping to release asap there's just again it's just the things on the back end that aren't glamorous that you have to like figure out with different sponsors or whatever when you can release it but um, what's your role in the show so i'm a uh i co-produced it with three of them um so this was the show that i've had like the least amount of my fingers in um i was i didn't write i think i helped write an episode i directed episode six. Oh, how was that um, what was so it talk to me fun. about that yeah let's, yeah let's 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 wait and tell tell me about the directing experience so i had helped john direct labeled um because i come from the acting background so you know i had some different interpretations of things that yeah. i would sort of chime in um but episode six i i directed it and it was sort of amazing in that moment to say like this is how it's going to be and then have it be that way i think yeah. that you know, I think especially being a woman, we're used to a, a bunch of other people chiming in on our ideas. <laughs> yeah. And so to be able to say this is what we're doing and then it happens and yeah. then it works is just it's it's nuts. It's insane. It feels um, fucking good. It right? feels really fucking good. It feels yeah. really fucking good to be like, you know what? I know what choice is yeah. good for this. Yeah. And I know what my vision is. And I and um, and then, you know, to hear other people's takes and to, to say, yes, I like this. No, I don't like that. And and to move on mm-hmm. um was really cool so uh so and it you know it's it's just like an, a little ego snack to see like directed by and then your name i mean like there's just something I love ego snack a little ego snack yeah um yeah so that was really fun and it was scary and, and i was nervous and you know i had my whole shot list planned out and like i had all my stuff and i had done all my homework and um and it was a good day it was now, a really good day when you 
Okay, so what was your favorite part about the whole thing? I ended up loving shot lists. Yeah. I didn't do it for my first film, and then I ended up loving drawing either if it was just crude cartoons i loved yeah. i ended up loving storyboarding and shot lists and picking out the lenses yeah well in in that preparation part was there something that you really fell in love with i i liked doing the shot list because it helped me feel like i had a handle on the next day yeah. there were a bunch of scenes where we threw it away and just sort of like went by gut and um which you have to do yeah but but it planned to a point yes yes exactly but it did feel really good i liked having to sit and like the lazy part of me wanted to not do it. And so it felt really good to do it, mm-hmm. to sit down and be like, this is the scene. This is what I want. I have to write down every single shot I want. And it makes you appreciate like a friggin' Avengers movie. Like, <sighs> oh my God, years of shot lists. Oh I mean, God. I can't, it's I don't insane. even know. It was, we shot, I think, uh, 10 pages and it took me something like three hours to do that yeah. shot list, right? Yeah. So, so I was just sitting and thinking like, how do they do it? I, it's, it takes Unreal. a village. It's a it's, village. I mean, yeah. that's why there are so many credits at the end of those films, it's not amazing. just for the CGI, but there are so many people that work on that, that the director, I mean, I really do think it is a director telling everyone their ideas and then them like kind of it has you, to be you, there's like there's like 25 storyboard artists on those things yeah it has because you know? i can't even yeah you know i'm just picturing you know just like sitting home on my couch like <laughs> no it does at some impossible. point we'll have a team <laughs> we have to get there it'll be one person yeah. then another then another and well, i think that way too i'm like is it always gonna be like yeah, this but like when you <laughs> but when not. you do it yourself and you get so used to it then I when know. that's not the case it feels like oh my god it feels insane like this show that i'm trying to sell like we have people who are in charge of the sag paperwork i don't have to file the sag paperwork it's blows my mind we have people who are like they're looking for directors for me they're looking for line producers for me to not have to worry about that i'm i've never had a production company behind me before so it's nuts so can you talk a little bit about this project you're pitching or it's under wraps i can it's it's mostly under wraps but it's um it's a pilot that i wrote uh, a couple years ago it's sort of a dark comedy um Great. and it you dark now ah uh, weird your shirt's satanic, maybe. It's but okay. Still listening to Hanson. Oh yeah, they're great. <laughs> my shirt might be. My shirt might say Satan, but my heart says, says Hanson. Hanson. <laughs> That's gonna be on my tombstone. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So it's 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 darker, but there, it's definitely a comedy, and there's um, it, it has some mental health stuff to it, which is obviously like important to me. Um, yeah. But uh, but it's it's yeah, it's what all i can say but okay. i'm just like my fingers are crossed and Great. it's something i'm really excited that's about. that's so, so exciting fingers crossed although this call today might be them saying just like what no. time is your call four okay we have we still have time We're what fine. time would you would, would, i'll get you out here by what like three three yeah I, don't worry i got my hand yeah. i got my i got my hand this is just, it's going this is good this is good it? it's almost 2 30 yeah um so i want to we you mentioned a, a one very important person and i feel like Maybe she is at the forefront of everything. Was Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. So Marilyn's on my wall. Hey, girl. She's she's I she was the first woman I fell in love with. Not only because of her beauty. Yeah. Because she made me laugh. So funny. She she was okay. I want to just share my experience. What made me laugh, and then I want to get to you and yeah. your experience with her. Yeah. Because you remind me of her. Oh like, my god. As soon as you walked in, I was like Marilyn. Oh my god! Thank you. Yeah. In re- especially in real life. Oh. Like in fo- I've seen some photos of you. But I don't when do, you I walked do in the door, in the nose, everything. <laughs> You're funny. The hair. I was just like, whoa, Marilyn. Like oh, it immediately thank you. hit me. So the thing that got me when I was a kid, I watched Seven Year Edge when I was a kid. Yeah. And. 
she the dazzle dent thing yeah. when she does the smile yeah. and just holds it i will still just cry laughing like because it's it's <laughs> she's so beautiful and it's so funny yeah and i'm like that was the first time that when i was a kid that i was like how does a woman like that exist mm-hmm. and and oh my god and just everything about her in that movie with the timing was when she takes the sip of the drink and it's too strong and her reaction just it's insane i so growing up yeah i just assumed marilyn monroe was just this beautiful woman and i th- i found her very boring and <laughs> right um and it wasn't until i was older and um i watched some like it hot and she is so funny she's so funny and it was that combination of a beautiful woman not being afraid to look dumb Mm -hmm. and that is a really hard thing to find i feel like um and that's the moment when i i was like i don't love you as an icon i love you as an actor Mm -hmm. and i love your willingness to play funny and play dorky and like be flustered and like be just be awkward and everything that she doesn't seem like she is to to be willing to take that on i think is so is just i don't know i i just really i respect that a lot how old were you when you saw that movie i think i saw it oh gosh maybe high school yeah yeah so had you had an experience so before that before Mm -hmm. you had that revelation you were kind of like you had marilyn in this box yeah i just saw i mean you know growing up in minnesota like it was there was the mall of america wisconsin right right so like there's this store there um that it's just like a frame store and um they always had you know like the old Hollywood, they're all like around a, a, a pool table. It's like someone just drew like Marilyn Monroe and Frank <laughs> James Sinatra Dean and James Dean like hanging around a pool table. <laughs> and so like that was, and maybe it's got you know like Christmas lights in it that light up and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that was my experience was yeah. just seeing her in like sort of schmaltzy art and yeah. photographs and stuff. And I knew who she was, um, but I just had never really seen that side of her until um, I, I watched that movie. And that's kind of when I realized like, oh, she's, She's legit. She is fine wine because you you get when you get her as a kid, you're like, oh, she's so you know, or she's this, and then she's you glamorous. start. She's to pretty, see, right? And then you start to see these layers yeah. as you get. As I got older, uh, I'm going to lend you a book on your way out called Thank The you. Girl about. Uh, it will blow your mind. She really, she is less of a victim than we thought. Really? Yes. It, she was so in control of her career. She was one of the first women to ever have her own production company. I had no idea. I'm going to lend you this book and you're going to just, everything changed for me with her. I was like, oh my God, she was in control of everything. Even the Kennedys. Like oh she was my... totally in control of that situation. I'm, I and love... everyone made her the victim. Like, oh, yeah. they, they abused her. No, she was like, all right, I fucked your brother. Now I'm going to fuck you. That's the way she was. Oh my God. She was so like a fucking powerhouse. Yeah. And no one realizes like she was in control of the studio because of her power. Not only that, the book touches upon her like understanding what she had body wise and look look wise yeah and she was totally in control of that too she was like i know what i'm selling and i'm gonna sell it because it's it's my brand and i'm okay with that um amazing it's this book was just i was like thank god this exists and i kind of knew that i'm like she doesn't seem as weak as we've made her out to be right yeah you hear stories and and i definitely heard stories of like you know she didn't want to do certain things and she was just like so put upon 
But she definitely had an air of, I don't give a fuck. Yes. Like, right? So, yes. so, but again, because there wasn't social media and they were allowed to be mysterious, mm-hmm. we all just put whatever we want to onto these people. Absolutely. And um, yeah. there's nothing to refute that. Right. And when you, it's interesting because I think that you're an advocate for mental health. Uh, now, knowing what we know about mental health and looking at her, everyone has been able to pull apart now what she was suffering from yeah. in terms of, because there were definitely, I mean, she was a mess. There were yeah. definitely like, she wouldn't show up on time, but she would do the scene and Billy Wilder would be like, that was fucking perfect. Yeah. And that's why they put up with it. But there was, I can't wait for you to read it. I'm so excited. It's Thank you so for good. like loaning me a book. I feel like that's a very trusting thing to do. You have to, you have to, once I'm done with it, I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not, it's got to go to someone else that's yeah. going to appreciate it. You awesome. know? I'm and excited. I just, yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited for you to read it. So I want to talk a little bit more about movies um, with you. The whole thing about this podcast is I like to find out, uh, what what's your movie yeah so like at a certain age like when i was younger 2001 a space odyssey was my movie yeah and i was lucky enough to have this revelation at like six i had jeez well i know it's intimidating when i talk to people because they're like <laughs> well mine was like titanic and i'm like it's okay if that's your movie <laughs> yeah that's your movie it doesn't yeah. matter what it is mm-hmm. um but i want to know you know you as a little kid watching there's always one movie when you're a kid that's mm-hmm. like different and that yeah. stands out so what is that for you and can you remember the kind of age the moment i think where you were i mean i think that growing up we watched um muppets take manhattan like a bunch I mean, every day. That movie is fucking fantastic. Every day. The thing is, though, I tried to watch it again not too long ago, and I couldn't because it hit too close to home, like trying to make it in New York. I had to not watch it. (laughs) But it's still funny, right? But it's so good. So funny. So good. Um, But I think the movie that really made me want to be in movies Mm -hmm. um, is The Name of the Rose. (gasps) Christian Slater. Christian Slater. So it and it's such a great movie. based on the yeah. Umberto Echo book, yeah. um, which is one of my favorite books. And it's it it it's creepy church stuff, which I love a creepy church. It's murder, which I love a murder. Um it's <laughs> you know, it's 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 intrigue, it's got a labyrinth in it, it's got a library in it, it's got a library that's a labyrinth. Like it's just all of these things that I've always loved. Um were all in this just like really creepy, very accessible movie. And um and that's the kind of work that I want to be able to do is just like crazy locations, like creepiness, big cast, lots of people moving around in the background. Um, the other movie that that I am obsessed with is Gosford Park. Oh, um, yeah. Because it's the same thing. It's Altman, a, right? Yeah. yeah Altman, yep. Yeah. Huge cast. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to watch it a million times to hear everything. There are camera shots that are just moving between rooms. And so everyone's got to be on their mark. Everyone's got to be on top of their shit. And you have just these tiny little relationships that are with this star-studded cast. And everyone is so, like, it's funny and it's dark and it's it's sad. And it's, I mean, that is... That I think those two movies for me are really like if my career could be something like that, I would be really happy in terms of being able to be in those types of films. And it really made you want to do complex things, not yeah. just simple, simplistic. Like you, yeah. but what was fascinating with what you just said was that you were paying attention to people in the background. Yeah, that is a filmmaker. When you st- start to look at things that are going on in the background, uh, I started studying chess. Okay. And I was like, I, cause 
I picked this up as a hobby, podcasting, and now it's like a fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's become like I do this. I'm I'm almost fifty episodes in. Like I'm like I'm doing this. Mazel. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Since since April and and now That's it's crazy. Yeah, almost fifty episodes. That's crazy. Fifty people. I've had the joy of just sitting in front of. Well, some episodes are just me by myself in my yeah. room, being like, "Fuck this," <laughs> and then editing it out. Uh, no, <laughs> okay. I leave it. In, I leave it in because I'm like, let it be a pl- a, pl- a diary of like yeah. where I was at that moment yeah so i can listen to it when i'm like in 10 years when i'm 51 and be like oh god man that was terrible and we made it far didn't I've, we i've made it yeah, yeah either that or i'm still gonna be in the room complaining about some film festival um yeah. god I, where was i um what was i talking things in about the background things in the background so that's that's a true filmmaker that is someone and and i think that's where the light bulb goes off for for you yeah is that when you start seeing shit like that and realizing that the director has to direct them too. It was. It's all a choice. It's all a choice. Or if it if it wasn't a choice, it's a choice to keep it in. Background right? actors are so important. As I, a, but now you've done background work. Yeah. Have you had? I know it's different now with directing. Like directors are now just sitting in video village, like you know, telling someone to direct you instead of you yeah. being in. Con- but I've heard these amazing stories where like fucking some legendary directors going to the background actors and being like, "This is your backstory. This is what I want you to do, and do that with like fifty <laughs> extras that's how that's the fucking attention to detail that some of these so people were doing i just did background oh god i think i can say what i did uh, uh, i just did background on the on joker um the joaquin phoenix movie. oh my god oh my god i'm so excited about it it's i'm so i are you excited about it this movie's gonna be bananas i know i, I, I can't like, wait legally can't say anything I understood but but the just the level of they didn't do that but right. they but they definitely uh treated background like you are a necessity here like they gave us so much respect um the background pas were like giving speeches about how you know you guys are making this happen and, and it could be lip service but it doesn't matter like they really believed that you know, background actors were important and, and they are because there was a period of time where we lost half of our background actors um, just because of scheduling and the whole vibe is different. Right. So, and the world doesn't look the same and it just, I, I think it's so important if you are a filmmaker or uh, any type of artist to do the other jobs that are involved in your art, because you have to understand what background actors go through you have to understand what caterers go through with my extensive catering history <laughs> i was just gonna say with um, that credit <laughs> like to see that like it's not just about you as an actor showing up yeah. like if you're an actor you show up the crew has been there for hours before you and they will be here hours after you're gone breaking everything down when you get to go home and sleep like there were background actors who were pulling attitudes and i'm like you are literally your name isn't even going to be on the movie is how low we are on this yeah. totem pole yeah. you don't get to have an attitude right you got it you, right, you can't be a fucking diva can't. about this shit. I was yeah. shocked. There were so many background actor divas. It was amazing. Yeah, a lot of those, some of those people, are people who've just been doing it for a while, and they're just frustrated. Yeah, you know, whereas it's like you're you're enthusiastic. There are people who love. There are people who do it, and then there are people who love film. You yeah. s- seem like a person who loves the art of filmmaking. Yeah, and you can appreciate. Yeah, being in the background because you're like, I know that I, even though I'm like a blurry blob in the background. I am integral to this. Well, yeah, but making and, people understand and believe this scene. And oh, yes, definitely. And 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 like I took it all so seriously. And the other thing is, I did it because I've never acted in a super high budget film before, and so I wanted to see what that looked like. 
versus smaller budget films so that when I get cast in a large budget film, I don't make an ass of myself. Like I was yeah. there for research. I was yeah. there to see who's doing what, how many different camera operators there are, how many different, you know, PAs there are. And just to make sure I understood the choreography of the film set when it's this size. Yeah. Um, just as insurance so that I don't mess it up because it's a lot of money on the line. Well, you know, it's, and I'm, I'm, oh God, I don't want to be like a mansplainy man, <laughs> man, man corrector, man, man corrector or whatever. I don't know. So, but they could, they're considering it a mid budget movie. Are they not really? A, it's it's like it's like it's not a huge budget. It's a larger budget than I've. I mean, right? It's a right? larger budget than we've ever seen because some of yeah. the things. But for them, it's like fuck. We only have this much money, so they they wanted to keep themselves in this box to make it very like gritty and like. Kind I, of like I had no idea. Yeah, they they kept the budget low. It's not like the standard fare of superhero like movie, super, right? That um, makes sense. But just Joaquin in general. Like they, something just got released. Uh, what's pissing me off is someone's videotape, videotaping. It's no, and, and it's, someone's taping like everything and putting it on the internet. I'm like, stop! I no, want to fucking and, see this movie. But I saw him doing a chase scene. He's like falling and run, getting hit by cars, and like I'm believing it because he's so into the part. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy! It, like, if there's one guest that I want, because he doesn't uh, do any press and yeah. you know, he rarely sits down for interviews. If there's like one person I would love just to sit across this table from and bring into my bedroom, yeah, <laughs> it's Wacky <laughs> Phoenix. Yeah, it was um, just once the movie comes out and I can yeah. say things, I, I just the people I got to watch perform. Mm. Um, it was just sitting and watching brilliance happen in front yeah. of you and you're getting paid to do it yeah. and they're giving you coffee and food. Like it, it was a dream. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that movie to come out. I'm, I'm excited to see you in the background. So you got to tell me what scene you're in and, uh, and I've watched, and, they just cut it all. Right. You'd be like, well, I got cut, but it's still a great fucking movie. And one more thing about movie. background actors. The one thing that always, um, that I always think about, uh, is, is like a restaurant scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. There are so many background actors in yeah. those things. Like, the waiters. How I Met Your Mother. They must have just cycled through background because they're oh, always at yeah, that bar. They're always at the bar. And it's, yeah. yeah, they're just, they, it's such a huge undertaking. Like, it took us hours to get into hair and makeup because mm. it was, it's a period piece. And so, you know, we're all getting our hair fluffed out and set and all of this stuff in different costumes. And, you know, if you think of like Game of Thrones battle scenes, <sighs> Lord, that's hundreds of people that you're like rolling in mud and, yeah. you know, just dirtying up and it's you have to put them somewhere you have to feed them you have to you know pegs pay peg pay sag dues you it just there's everything it's insane it's bananas it's insane i watched um die hard because it's a christmas movie it sure is yeah I, so i'm doing my whole christmas movie thing yeah. i start with die hard and a christmas vacation in one night like those Great are my two night. back to back yeah it's yeah. a fantastic yeah night. i have to watch die hard again okay when you watch it now, like being the level of filmmaker that you are. Sorry, my nose keeps running, by the way. Like I keep wiping. Oh, my I'm nose totally judging so, you. Okay, sorry. You should just be like this, like wipe it right on the, <laughs> like right on the mic thing. My nose just runs nonstop. I, I would have loved if you did that and didn't say anything. <laughs> I could get you a tissue. No, it's or a okay. Piece of I'm going to be a victim about it. I just, it runs. I'm going to be a victim. I like that you owned it. <laughs> no, it's all. I like that you owned it. It's like, it no, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, it's just I don't runs. even, it's like not even like, I don't do cocaine. I just, I don't know why it runs. It just runs. <laughs> You're like, I don't do cocaine. And then you chop up a line. <laughs> You're like only when I podcast. <laughs> Cocaine is scary. I don't want it. Don't ever do it. Ooh. I did it for years, and that was a hole that Scares I had to dig myself out of. out of. And Woof. it's it's fucking it's uh. Woof. 
Um, anyway, back, yeah, so it's Die not Hard. fun. Oh, so Die Hard. So I'm I was watching it, and I, and 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 I'm watching it now as a filmmaker because yeah. I hadn't watched it in a while, and I'm watching it as a filmmaker. I mean, everything in that movie, the choice of lenses, yeah. the, it, it holds up cinematography wise, the lighting. I'm like, this is, I, I thought about like the level of insanity yeah. that like you have to choreograph, work with Bruce Willis, who's like this lone fucking hero. Yeah. It is, it is for, as a filmmaker, I, I appreciate it on a level that is so different yeah. than when I first saw it or when I revisit. But I suggest every filmmaker, whether they like the action. I, look, I'm a snub. I watch like fucking French New Wave. Yeah. And I love, that's what I gravitate towards. But you got to be able to sit down and watch a fucking action movie and be like, that is really hard to do. Yes. That is a craft that I have. And it's pre-CGI. It's it's like... <laughs> they're blowing They're blowing things out. <laughs> they're blowing things up. And you have one chance. I mean, like on, on Anya Marina, on a very small level, we have an, a, a scene where she has to put cheese on a pizza with her eyes closed. <laughs> we had one take because we had, you do one, we had one pizza. Yeah. And you can't take cheese off a pizza once you've put it on the sauce. So it's like to a very small scale, that's like one shot. You don't, you don't screw it up. You can't screw up the blow up. You got one car. Maybe you got two cars or you have to reset up everything. And it's it's bananas. It's just, and again, that's what that's what I love. Like you have got to be on your game. You have to be on your game. Did you see what, um, yeah. uh, I retweeted it, but it's they, they somebody who was doing the new Jim Carrey TV show, um, they uh they did a they spliced together a shot from the show and a behind the scenes like eagle eye view of how that was done oh wow because it's one scene where the camera just keeps circling this living room and each time it does a circle everything has changed like the dog has grown up the season has changed the decoration has changed in the living room and the only constant is jim carrey on the tv so oh my god they i'm again chills, chills so it's yeah. a top and bottom view yeah. and you just see like some the camera turns and someone swoops in and picks up the puppy and then brings in a big dog and then like the little girl leaves and then someone comes up as a grown-up and then like a stand-in comes in who's the little girl but then like sweeps around behind her and the camera just keeps moving and like that camera guy has to be on his stuff and all of the actors have to be on their stuff and all of the set decorators have to be on their stuff and it is like a religious experience because you're just all focused on one thing and i think it's just i think it's that like not having had a lot of friends growing up now i just crave that and not being in sports i think i crave a team i think that's what i'm realizing now yeah and to feel like you're part of something that you're accepted and you're equally as important as someone else i think that that i think that's a lot of people in this kind of industry like maybe weren't the best at sports never learned the teamwork lesson craving the teamwork lesson now i love that you just said that because that's you know and i and 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 bringing it back to when we were kids up until now, like I love to auteur the fuck out of everything. Yeah. Like, I shoot all my own shit. I'm like, like uh, Soderbergh, you know, he does his own DP work. Which and blows, it's so cool. But I do too. Yeah. So like I am enjoying directing, DPing and acting all at once. And um, I'm, but, but I think that you can do that and also want, and, but I also, I like, I see the value of like, if I'm doing that, the only way that that's going to be really strong is if I have a fucking amazing team. Yes. And like, I want that. And I really like, I want to find an amazing camera operator uh-huh. that I can be like, look, I, I'll pick out the lenses and everything, but this is what I need you to do in terms of the dance of the camera. Yep. You know, the choreography of the camera is very important. So it's like, 
yes, that teamwork. It's like I wasn't good at sports. I got alienated from sports because I was the weird one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and now, I yeah, it, it was such a great point that you brought up is that's probably why we do what we do. I think it is. We I crave that family. Like I saw my therapist on Monday, but I think I just realized it now because it it is that going back to thinking of all of time as all happening at the same time like what is it that we need as little kids and Mm -hmm. it's that feeling of like safety and i knew that i had a great family at home but like at school i never felt secure at school because i never had like that network of really close like a bunch of friends and so i think that's still kind of what i'm striving for now absolutely um and i that's you know that's why i do like the word choreography has kept coming up but it's like that that teamwork of like everyone being so good at what they do and making something happen that the audience has no idea how hard that was yes and it's it i I, that is what would get me out of bed in the morning like knowing that that was going to happen and that's why you're a real filmmaker that's why you're going to make amazing films you know and it's like and, and 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 just having that that kind of thought process is so important yeah uh one more thing before yeah. we wrap it up uh it was funny because this this was like a therapy session this one it feels great i feel really so good. good i know i feel really light yeah. i feel so much lighter but something just hit me when i was a kid uh, i started to harbor a lot of anger because i wasn't part of the cool kids yeah and then eventually like i was in a band and everyone wanted to know who i was yeah but i realized that so much of my anger like of like not being accepted into the sundance crowd and like the cool kids crowd and like the telluride and all that and when i get so angry about when people get in there i'm like oh that's me being a kid i just yes. realized it right now like oh yeah that's me being like a sad little kid in this corner being yeah. like why aren't i part of the cool kids and then it'll happen and it'll be like oh nothing really's changed it's I'm still me. I still got the same shit that I got to deal with yes. on a day to day basis. Like you're never going to be happy, right? No. So, but no. but it is. I think it's so. The, like my sister said, you never get away from high school. It's just the stakes get higher, and <laughs> like every so we're just so whatever happens to us between the ages of like three and even maybe seventeen, maybe but probably less than that. It just forms the foundation of the rest of our lives, and I I think the more that we can realize that like everything is just such a primal wound that we're trying to heal at the end of the day. And, um, and I think that the more that we can just acknowledge that that's okay. And that's a valid, like, it's okay that you're still hurt from when something happened when you were seven. That's totally okay. And and, probably really did suck. Yeah. You know, like, Like, and and that's all right. Yeah. And and to, to accept that in other people too, and say, it's all right that you're still hurt from that. Let's figure out how to move forward. Um, I think that we can just be a happier group of people, be safer for each other. Oh, that's a great way to end it. So, okay. So on that note, yeah. where this is airing the second week of December. Oh, it's my birthday month. Wh- what sign are you? Sagittarius. Oh, that's why we immediately got along. <laughs> are you also as, I don't know. Aries. Oh, okay. Is that a good, Aries I don't know Aries and Sagittarius anything. are like are fucking, we, yeah? oh, it's insanity. Yes. It's fire and fire that get along. Ooh. Yeah. Because, because remember what you said about you like being directed? Yeah. Aries love telling people what to do. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to we go love, well. I know. Oh, good. We love, like, I do, I don't, I love getting things done. Yes. Like, I'm a doer. And like, I love I'm someone a, telling me how to get things done. Right. Give me But you're a, also a getting, 
better at it as a director like yes. you saw you all of a sudden like when you directed you had that revelation of oh i like this yeah for sure yeah i still prefer acting right like definitely prefer and it, i love but I like working with actors because i'm like i know where you can get to mm-hmm. like if we collaborate on this together i know that this is where you could probably use it to get to this you know and that's Amazing. a fun thing to figure out but usually like when i cast people i'm like I'll know it. I'll be like, all right, uh, you're perfect. I will only have to do like two takes with yeah. you. And then like, we'll do a third vanity take for yeah, you if you yeah, want, yeah. you know, if you need it. But yeah, I'm not one of those directors that believes in like, I'm going to break you down to the core with 18 takes. What? No, an amazing actor comes in and blows you away on the first take. And you're like, yeah. all right, you just do one more for safety. Make yeah. sure the sound guy got it. Yeah. There That's why good. I couldn't watch Barry. The first episode of Barry, I just got triggered. What happened? Because the first episode of Barry, yeah. uh, uh, Henry Winkler is like yelling at an actor actress to break her down to get her to be emotional and i'm like and that was too close to reality did that happen to you oh yeah oh what the fuck wait before we sign off tell me about that it's just it's just acting teachers who you know who who just yell at you or make you feel terrible and they're like i needed to do that no you didn't no you didn't like help me access it in a different way and um you know i mean i've had amazing acting teachers and i've had some that were just really you know bad and and uh they na- i mean that show they nailed that scene i couldn't watch it after that just because i i couldn't do it but they nailed it in a very yeah. funny way but yeah there's so many acting teachers who are just gonna like i'm gonna berate you and then it's once disgusting. you start crying yeah it's or directors that do th- i hear that shit yeah. and i'm like and i i think it goes back to the to the to the damaged 11 year old kid yeah is that i know what that feels like to be made to be felt like a piece of shit yeah I will never do that to a creative person. We're on the same fucking team. Yes. We're just as damaged. I'm probably just as damaged as you. You might be more damaged than me. Some some shit has gone down. That's yep. why we do what we do. Why fucking make a person feel like a f- shitty? Right. Why not encourage them, be enthusiastic about it, and like... I don't need to break someone down to get a great performance. They're going to access what they need to access if they're a great actor. I think it's it's signs of a bad director. Yeah. Because if you don't know how to get a good performance out of someone other than yelling at them, bullying them, you don't deserve to be there or you've been there too long and no one's been checking your privilege. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. And I've never seen or worked with a uh, uh, and I'm not making this like I've worked I'm not making this a gender thing, but I've never seen a woman do that. I yeah I mean I, I, personally I I've mean had, it may I'm, I'm sure it happens I I've mean had I've had a, women yell at me and yeah. it feels that it feels like shit yeah but, it does yeah but I've never an, seen it like a like a direction thing like that Sorry, I no I've had a I had a uh, a female director who was was emotionally abusive but Oof. she never yelled she was more like manipulative very manipulative oh, yeah that's she women like, can do that very well yeah, men yell and it. women are very good at fucking with your mind oh, she <laughs> figured out what made me insecure and, and then she, she just like it. pulled it out of me oh, um God. but yeah i just i think that there are i, I just better i think it's just better to be kind and to just try to figure it it's just it's harder to figure out what makes each person tick but i think you're gonna get a better performance from them absolutely yeah. so this being now the second week of december yeah. uh I don't, what's going on for you in this time period <laughs> that you could tell people about or just tell people yeah. where they can find you um well uh my podcast is called an acquired taste i will su- um, i will subscribe yeah um we we are looking just to sort of embrace the weird of of everyone in the world we have this amazing community of listeners we're all sort of the misfits uh, who never quite fit in and um so we're an acquired taste so um <laughs> that's great uh listen to that 
you can find us there um itunes and all of the other places um ye, let's see so we're probably filming labeled right now you can see season one of labeled um on the warner sound or just go to labeledseries.com and um i am on twitter radio bethany on instagram and facebook miss bethany watson what i'll else? also follow i yeah. need to follow you in there I think too i just followed you on instagram oh uh, maybe i did follow back uh, yeah, maybe. Who I knows? don't know. I, sometimes I have to like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, sometimes I lose those things. Or it's like, wait, <laughs> someone follow me? No, yeah, I I'll know, make same. sure to follow back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was so great. Thank you so much. This was really, really fun. This yeah, was sometimes just like they a end delight. up being like a, 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 like a therapy session. Yeah. I get that a lot. I had one guy on named Austin and he was like, he took off the phones and he was like, dude, I feel so much better. Yeah. It's just, it's nice to, it's nice to talk to other people. I think in any industry, yeah, people are always yeah. clawing to the top and like trying to push each other down. And it's just nice to, to talk to people who are not doing that and just, yeah. You know, Especially like gender, different genders, just getting yeah. together and being like, Hey, where are you at? Like, yeah. where's things going for you? And like legitimately <sighs> listening yeah. instead of being like ready to debate. There's, you know, I think just the I more we can stand. listen to each other. And I can hear it in dudes. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm listening to them, I'm like, oh, you're getting ready. You're revving up. What is this? Why do you have to fucking win? Why do you have to take your dick out? Uh -huh. Okay. You got the baby arm. See, I brought it back. There it is. There it is. You, I understand you yeah. need to fucking show off how much you know and fucking, and it's like, I, I can't deal with it. Literally had a guy say to me, um, I, I make misogynistic jokes, but it's okay because I'm a feminist so I can do it. And I'm like, no, you're. No, what? no, <laughs> that's, -uh. that's like saying, no. how, how can I, how can I, yeah, no, just no, you, no, you can't. No, no, <laughs> that's like saying, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm a pediatrician, yeah. but I could be a dentist. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause I love teeth. Cause I love teeth. Yeah. No, you can't do that. Though. If you're, if you make misogynistic jokes, you're not, you don't like women. Right. You, you have no respect for women. Please don't, don't you do don't, that. Yeah. Don't do that. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. So won't be hanging out with him again that's a good idea yeah was this the one from last night no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh, yeah it was. <laughs> bethany thank you so much thank you this, this was, was awesome. just lovely yeah it was and, uh, just wonderful i look forward to hearing what you think about the book i'm so excited again it means a lot that you're loaning me a book that's like loaning me a child thank you for not loaning me a <laughs> you child to put a diaper on it nope okay kids are scary no diapers books are I, safe kids frighten me kids are we could this this podcast could last three and a half hours the, the rough take is like a five-hour podcast You're right exactly edited down oh i version. wouldn't whittle that down i bet like, you got it in you for a five-hour podcast <laughs> buckle up buckle up we it's a good one stuff to cover we'll come back we'll talk about our mutual fear of children i would love it great oh in the heart of the city